0: from Womenly Change. I'm Mackenzie Calaguri, marketing coordinator and podcast producer. On today's episode, CEO and host Tiffany O'Donnell talks to Brandi Sperling, who is the brains and head human behind Sage Culture Company, a leadership development and team building company located in Columbia, Missouri. She pairs a master's degree in leadership with a bachelor's degree in theater and draws on her experience in training over 300 workshops in order to challenge companies leaders and teams to rethink the common workplace to create a culture that doesn't sacrifice fun for results brandy is also the first ever winner of the womenly change speak tank
1: i'd love to talk about something that had to be out of your comfort zone and that was getting on a stage at a wlc conference only the biggest conference that we have all year what was that like
2: It was so much fun. Honestly, whenever I applied for it, I anticipated I would have people in the room, but I was prepared for like 30 people. So the comfort zone really expanded the minute I saw like 110 faces in there. So it was one of those moments where you're just like, let's freaking go ready or not. Like this is the moment you've been waiting for. So it was incredible. I loved every second of it.
1: What a great way to look at it. And, and for our um, listeners who may not know, WLC had an inaugural, what we called a Speak Tank, where we invited people to apply to be speakers at our event. Really cool opportunity. And, and I think what I heard from others who uh, were able to share their messages too, it really was not out of the comfort zone kind of thing. A lot of us have great stories to tell, but telling them in front of that many people can make it a little more challenging. So go you.
2: So me, especially whenever you don't know the people in the room, I'm used to training in front of friends and people that I work with, but whenever it's a whole room of strangers, that's a whole other ball game too. So one to see how welcoming everybody was in that moment. And I think all the speak tank speakers felt that too was incredible. I loved that brilliant, brilliant play on women lead change because it was an amazing program and I recommend anybody to do it. It was
1: so fun. Well, I tell you, I'm still hearing about um, how well you did in that moment. And I think, you know, one of the things you just said really stands out to me when you you really understood this as a moment. And I'll tell you, I had a similar moment when I first did my first volunteer gig with Women Lead Change. It was interviewing Martha Stewart, because the person who was supposed to interview them, they said, can you step in? And I said, let me check my calendar. <laughs> in a nanosecond, of course, I'll be there, interview Martha Stewart. But a friend of mine, as I was walking up, I think she could see, you know, my face because it was a thousand people in the audience. And then there's Martha Stewart. And she just looked at me and she said, this is a game changer. But she had that presence of mind to say to me, I'm not sure if that helped me in that moment as I was, you know, ready to throw up or, you know, but, but really recognizing that moment and seizing it uh, is, is so important. Have you had other opportunities like that in your life?
2: Yeah. You know, what's funny is even before I stepped on that stage, my husband and I, before I went up to Cedar Rapids, we both said like, this feels like the first day of the rest of your life. Like it felt like the first day of the rest of my life. And I, interestingly, I've had another moment like that where one of my favorite authors came into town in Columbia, the company I worked for, um, Veterans United Home Loans. We brought him in, and I've been obsessed with him for years. And I had the opportunity to chat with him for probably about 20 minutes. And I remember he was like, Hey, we should try and do a project together. And I jokingly was like, Yeah, have your people call my people because, like, my people is me. And, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It was. It was awful joke in the moment but he did he ended up reaching out and we talked about us working together and he sent me books and he was such a ignition for this moment for me to start my own business that it really was like that was the first day of the rest of my life it was incredible
1: wow that's a great story it is funny how unremarkable on the surface some of these moments can be uh and when you see them in the the grand scheme of things they're pretty earth-shattering
2: Oh, yeah. And I've started, do, don't you start looking out for them now? I am really curious as to, oh, is this it? Oh, is this it? Because once you realize, I, I just keep saying, like, things just keep working out for me, no matter what I do. I It's amazing. Things just keep working out for me. And whenever you actually start to believe that, you see the moments that things just work out for you. And the Women Lead Change breakout was 100% something that worked out for me because I was notified of it and then applied for it within 10 minutes. And I remember thinking like, oh, I can do that. Oh, that would be fun. I could do that. And then sure enough, I did it. And it just feels like if we're really intentional, we can see some of these and then take advantage of them because if I hadn't done it, today would look so different than last
1: March even. Amazing. And and speaking of your company, Sage Culture Company, what is this wonderfulness?
2: This little butte, this little baby butte of mine. So it is a team building and culture company where I work with uh, leaders and companies and teams to essentially bring people together. So I've been in the learning and development world for over four years now. And what I've loved about it is the opportunity to get with teams in a really low-key, chill experience. It doesn't have to be this incredibly professional moment. It doesn't have to be buttoned up in suit and tie. It can just be honest and intentional. And it's just time that we can bring each other together through content. And so that's what I do. I work with teams and I work with organizations that are looking to essentially make work not only work i mean we're there for 40 hours a week it doesn't have to be this incredibly boring uh clock in clock out experience we can have our whole selves there while we're doing the work and get to know each other and work together more efficiently just by creating a really tight intentional culture
1: and i'm wondering what that's like post covid i just i i When we look at businesses that are starting to bring people back more days out of the week, um, a lot of days anymore is three days in the office, which is hard to believe. It's just such a hard way to keep culture together when people aren't in the same physical room. Are you seeing that
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's harder and it just takes more work to to actually be intentional Mm -hmm. about, especially remote culture or culture where people are just missing each other day by day. But I like to think of it in a way in which there's a lot of there's a lot of roles and organizations that were already doing it. It just wasn't via work from home. So maybe you've got road warriors in your organizations that are already in and out of the office. We're able to do it there and it's just copy and pasting and realizing that maybe it's, we're just calling it something different because instead of being in, you know, our client's office, we are in our living room. And so it just takes another level of intention to do it. It's harder, but I don't think it's impossible by any means.
0: Mount Mercy University was founded in 1928 by a group of bold women intent on breaking barriers. Inspired by the Sisters of Mercy, Mount Mercy is committed to fulfilling their mission to expand your abilities, equip you to lead with purpose, and empower you to accomplish your goals. Mount Mercy offers graduate, accelerated, and undergraduate programs to people from all walks of life. Our forward-looking, future-focused approach puts you on the path to success. Mount Mercy University, the future is female, our past was too. Discover more at mtmercy.edu.
1: What are some of the tools you could give us as leaders? Are there any examples of ways we can do some of this culture work?
2: Yeah, I think whenever we're remote, one of the things that we miss oftentimes is this this communication, this conversation, and we let Slack or we let any of our, you know, quick jabber or conversation technology do the work for us versus as a leader, I highly recommend anyone to it's even more intentional as a leader. You have to be the one that's calling your people. You have to be getting them on the computer and you have to be talking about other things outside of just work because a big piece of culture has to be us feeling safe, showing up as our whole selves. And the leader has to carry the torch in creating that space for that. So if we're only using this space, Zoom or uh, Jabber, we the company I'm with uses Jabber, um, Slack, whatever it looks like, if we're only using that to check in on projects, then we're missing an opportunity. So it's truly the leader bridging that gap and going, hey, you matter, your whole self matters. So let's get to know each
1: other in a way in
2: which doesn't only revolve around your tasks here.
1: And how did this work or did it uh, influence your keynote at WLC?
2: So funny enough, whenever I got hired into the learning and development world, my boss asked me, hey, if you could give a TED talk on any topic to a group of people, what would that talk be? And this was four years ago. I said it would be on imposter syndrome. I would love to talk to people about imposter syndrome. It's something I had experienced for so long. Lo and behold, I experienced it whenever I got that job. I had this moment of like, oh, did I trick? them and me and thinking I could do this. I think I did. That's really cute. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I said that back then. And since then, I've seen it in the trainings that I've done. I've seen it with the leaders that I've worked with and their people. And so if it weren't for that experience in culture in these teams it, within, you know, leaders experiences, I wouldn't have been able to talk about it so confidently.
1: So how how are you doing in the battling of imposter syndrome as your career continues to grow and you find yourself in these incredible places?
2: Honestly, so good. I can't believe it. If you would have told me, maybe even I'm 32, I'm going to age myself. If you would have told me this at 26, that man, you would be so confident. Some You will be so confident someday. I probably would have been like, that's adorable. But now... <laughs> Truly, it's weird. I feel like I've just found this process that works so well for me that I'm able to rewrite it really quickly. And interestingly enough, my husband, he, so he's a firefighter here in the city of Columbia. And he just recently did the captain's process and was promoted to captain the first round. It was amazing. Well, thank him for his
1: service. Wow.
2: So he said to me, he, after he got hired, he was like, man, I think you just like, you helped me rewrite some of that imposter syndrome that I didn't even realize I had. So Mm. it's changed fully, which I, I can't even believe it. And I'm curious,
1: have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? I mean, oh, oh gosh, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I just shudder sometimes when I think about the things that I turned down because I didn't think I could do them, you know, and then certainly in this womenly change role, uh, mm-hmm. you know, becoming the leader of this organization after never having been a CEO before, you know, despite the I, fact that, you know, so we, we all have these skills that we acquire that we don't necessarily, you know, put on a resume in a box. So we forget that they're there, but they're there. And so womenly yes. change, I mean, I I joke half jokingly that I really didn't sleep a full night for a year and a half because I was just sure I was going to be the one to bring it down. You know, I mean, crazy stuff like that. I say crazy, but it is it is everywhere. And I think yeah. the moment that I realized that we all have have this on occasion, men and women, um, it, mm-hmm. it does make it easier because you, first of all, you know you're not alone, and second of all, you yeah. get to the point where you can recognize when it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. but it's absolutely. I mean, I've I've read um, Maya Angelo you know, jokes about that saying, you know, when are they going to figure out it's, it's me who wrote that book, you know, we all have it. And so to have, Mm -hmm. you know, someone like you get up there and authentically speak about it, um, you know, I think it just helps all of us to know that we're not alone and then call it for what it is and move past it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that was the moment for me, too, was going, oh, I'm not the I genuinely believed I was the only one experiencing it. And now Mm -hmm. I want to go back to all of those moments. And I just want to, like, sit down at my desk for the first day of every job I've had in turn and look at my coworker and go, did you feel like an imposter the first day you got hired so that they could instantly probably say, yes, absolutely. I'm not alone, (laughs) because what a what a community we would have to just know that we can overcome it and know that, oh, this is something that a lot of people deal with.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, honestly, I think one of the unintended consequences of that is this, you know, real push to do well. I mean, it's an incredible motivator. I mean, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. recommend it as a a tool, but I mean, it is an incredible motivator for success and driver of success. And, and again, you know, being able to call it for what it is, uh, is so is so valuable. This podcast is called the Own It Podcast for a reason. Uh, we'd like to ask people like you who've accomplished some really cool things, what is it about you that you, know, you may or may not have always thought was a cool thing that actually at this point in your life, looking back, turned out to be a pretty cool thing? And how do you own it? Mm, I love that question. So uh, probably in the last three years, I have Uh,
2: Developed almost this unwavering confidence in moments where I know I'm good at something, where I know, man, I have an amazing gift in this. And whenever I first stumbled upon it and whenever I first gained it, there was almost this piece that I thought I had to have this uh, overwhelming humility along with it, that I wasn't allowed to just know it and be confident in it, that there had to be also, it had to be coupled with this validation from other people so that I was like, oh yeah, uh, and mm-hmm. it took me a while to get through this, but now I'm just owning that. I'm just owning that confidence and knowing that it's not humility. I mean, it's humility that you can pair with it, but even more, it's just the confidence plus the interest in growing and getting feedback and learning and that both of those can live together without this need to uh, gain validation from outside of me because i I know what I can do better than anybody else. And for so long, I looked at other people to tell me that. And now I'm just looking at me to tell me that and then feeling really unapologetic that I know it and that I'm okay saying it because, for so long, I think I didn't feel like I was allowed to do that. And now, like, now that I'm, I'm my own boss, I'm like, well, boss says I'm, I got the best boss ever. She's like, yeah, man, just go for it.
1: Yes. You have an awesome boss, Brandy. That, you, <laughs> she's so cool. She's great. She is great. And by you sharing that with us, it, it gives uh, the rest of us permission, if you will, to be so bold and um, to have that confidence when sometimes we want to feel smaller than we are. So Brandy, thank you. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story. And we will look forward to seeing you on a stage near us very soon.
0: Elevate Leadership Program applications are now open. This program is designed for current and emerging female leaders to foster growth and create lasting connections as careers continue to grow. Apply by June 15th at wlcglobal.org. Iowa Women of Achievement nominations are now open. Honorees will be featured on the Iowa Women of Achievement Bridge in downtown Des Moines. Nominate an historical woman today at wlcglobal.org girls with goals become women of achievement join us on june 20th for a viewing party of the unshakable belief the dr christine grant story proceeds benefit the girls with goals fund follow Womenly change on facebook instagram twitter and linkedin please give us a rating and review on apple Podcasts. we appreciate it so much more information and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org